Hello and welcome back to Future Prey Radio, where marginalized artists explore the future through the lens of the arts, humanities, and culture. I'm your host, Joni Whitworth. This is Season 6, Episode 14, A Metropolis in Eden, with Stephen Nance. Stephen Nance, also known as Sparkbird, is a non-binary, queer, neurodivergent Jewish artist who creates piano-based poetic pop music and writes young adult fiction. A big theme in their work is the intersection of humans and nature, specifically birds, which they became interested in during a period of post-traumatic stress disorder. They released the album Look at the Harlequins, which was well-received by the National Audubon Society and Birding Magazine, and they also won the Solar Punk Art Contest with their song Metropolis of Eden, which depicts a hopeful future where people can thrive in a lush, green city. Please enjoy Stephen Nance. I'm Stephen Nance, and I make music as Sparkbird. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm a non-binary, queer, neurodivergent, Jewish, low-income artist. I make music as Sparkbird, and I'm also a writer of young adult fiction. And as a musician, I'm a piano-based singer-songwriter, and I call my music poetic piano pop. A big theme in my work is the intersection of humans and nature, particularly birds. Birds enrich our lives, whether we notice them or not. And my goal is to make everyone notice. I'm kind of a bird evangelist. And in my music and writing, I showcase the diversity of birds while exploring human experiences and emotions and my like trauma. (laughs) So for three years, I was in a period of creative block Uh, while I was working through post-traumatic stress disorder. And and during that time, I really got into birding as a way of self-care and of mindfulness. And at that time, because I was trying to get back into my creative work, it ended up sort of fusing together. And so birds and writing really just intertwined and became like very, very connected. So before the pandemic, I released my album, Look at the Harlequins, which was very, very birdy. It featured references to 21 species of birds throughout the lyrics, and it had a a theme of the harlequin duck. And so I uh, commissioned this makeup design from Dr. Lisa Buckley, who is a paleontologist who does these bird glamour makeup designs. And so that was a big part of it. And it ended up attracting the attention of um, the National Audubon Society and Birding Magazine. So it was reviewed and covered there. And and I made a music video for my song Overwintered with Don Jones Redstone, who is directing this new music video. And that was premiered by the National Audubon Society. And I got to go to National Audubon Society headquarters for the interview, which was like a highlight of my career. <laughs> So I happened to be coming back through New York after touring a little bit in Europe and they asked me to come in for an interview. And so I I got to go to the headquarters and it was it was so cool. There's like they had a red button that you could push if you saw a rare bird out the windows and then it would alert everyone on Slack. And I got to play Wingspan, the popular board game. Um, That was my first time playing Wingspan. So that was a great introduction to it. And it was just yeah, it was just a magical experience. I had never felt so important in the bird world (laughs) before. 
at the end of last year, uh, my song Metropolis of Eden won the Solar Punk Art Contest, which was this really cool uh, contest that was looking for art that depicted hopeful climate futures. And it was put together by the former CEO of Reddit, um, who apparently now is very into like sustainability and climate action. I thought that was really exciting. So Metropolis of Eden, it kind of, it depicts an urban Eden, I guess, like a, a lush green city with like rooftop gardens and, you know, native flowers and uh, clear night skies where you don't have light pollution and where one of the lines is a little more room for underdogs and misfits to thrive. And I feel like a lot of the people I know that is kind of the vision of the future that we want. And it doesn't mean that climate change isn't happening or won't happen, but for the people who manage to come out on the other side, maybe the world can be a better place for them. So the big thing I'm working on right now um, is this music video for my song, Varied Thrush. And the song itself is about uh, staying in relationships too long um, or in any sort of situation too long and and kind of not feeling like you can get out of it easily, but relating all of that to birds. So it talks about different birds, maybe like staying too long and not going south for the winter. It's kind of, it makes me think of the Joni Mitchell song, Urge for Going, where she says, I get the urge for going, but I never seem to go. And then she talks about the geese and says, they get the urge for going and they've got their wings so they can go. But I was thinking about how how birds, even though they have wings, they don't always go or they'll end up in the wrong place and it feels very human. <laughs> but this music video, so it, um, one big aspect of this music video is that it'll be representing diversity in the birding community with BIPOC and LGBTQIA actors playing the main birders. And I'll be kind of, the narrator um and the other big thing about it is that it's celebrating the varied thrush which is a pacific northwest endemic songbird and so i'm hoping that both by showing one of the most beautiful birds i think that we have here and um with this representation of diversity in the birding community i'm hoping that it will raise awareness that there are groups like the feminist bird club and wild diversity that are out here in Portland providing safer opportunities for LGBTQIA, BIPOC, people with disabilities, uh, everyone from uh, historically like excluded groups uh, in outdoor recreation, like that now there are more opportunities to connect with the outdoors. And I feel like this is really important because, because the more deeply people connect with nature, the more energy and motivation they'll have to support climate action. And the future of Portland and our world really depends on that. So I'm part of the leadership of the Portland Feminist Bird Club. And a lot of the people working on this music video are coming from that community. So like Alexandra Friedman is the production designer and she she comes to FBC events and uh, and Jasmine Vasquez is the colorist and she's one of the FBC leaders as well. 
before the pandemic, I toured in Japan three years in a row. That's like my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> and I can't wait to go back. Um, I just do it all myself. I just write to lots of people. I study Japanese. And so that helps. Um, I just am persistent <laughs> and, and a good researcher, I would say. I think it takes a lot of Amazing. research to put together a tour on your own. On the writing side of things, I'm really proud of having been accepted as a Lambda Literary Fellow and for the Tin House YA Workshop. Over the past couple of years, I've been working closely with Matthias Kunzli, who is uh, Regina Spector's drummer, uh, on all of the percussion for my new song. So this, the, I'm working on an album that will hopefully come out early next year, and that will all have like his percussion on it. I just wrote to him out of the blue because I liked his work and he turned out to be like the nicest guy ever and super fun to work with. I think the writing community in Portland and maybe in general, or maybe it's mostly the YA writing community is like really supportive. And I think that the music community could stand to learn some lessons from the writing community just in terms of seeing every voice is important and believing you know we can never have too many musicians and having that abundance mindset feels really important and i think that i get more of a sense of like competitiveness in the in the musician like community in portland so artichoke music is a good example of of uh, like a cultural center that has showcases. And I think that we need more of that. These opportunities for artists to share their work, for musicians to perform to like an attentive audience um, that is not just there to drink or to talk. We need to have more opportunities for artists to just have their art be appreciated. Another outlet for that has been Renee's Queer Cabaret. Though I don't know if that's back yet. I think that any chance for the musicians whose music doesn't fit inside the box to get out there is great. And I think we need a lot more of that. That's part of why I prefer to put on my own shows because I just, I don't want to go through the gatekeepers who are concerned about how many people you draw, how many drinks your people will buy and that kind of thing. I don't know if this has happened recently, but Future Prairie awarded at least three artists with a three-month basic creative income. And I thought that that was what we need more of in this world is organizations that will support artists to do their art. Another cool thing that I heard about was this recording studio called Tender Sound Studio. They got a grant from Rack also and they um, are mixing songs uh, for $1. They do like, they'll mix one song a month uh, for a dollar and people, LGBTQIA, people with disabilities can apply to have a song mixed for a dollar. Wow, what a great idea for a rat grant. I would love to see Portland become more community-minded and less competitive in some areas. Because I think the thing that people need to remember is that people succeed in groups. And so like when one person is succeeding, 
that just means it's their turn right now, I guess. And like your turn might come eventually, but you don't need to feel like bitter about it necessarily because that's something to celebrate is that one of your people is like getting an opportunity. When it comes to applying for grants, I think it's really just the kind of thing you have to do over and over. And and even if you don't get it one year, that just means that you didn't get it that year. It doesn't mean that what you're doing isn't worth funding. And it can be hard. Obviously, it's it's not always easy to get like a rejection letter, but it's also subjective that you can apply again and again and eventually you know, it's going to be you if you keep going at it or maybe not a grant, but maybe a different grant. I think that a lot of times the people who make the decisions, it changes from year to year. They have different committees or different out of state judges for like the literary arts, um, Oregon literary fellowship. And so it's worth applying over and over again. Um, I mean, it's art. It's, it's just also subjective. And I think if you know the people who are getting the grants, then you end up just being excited for them. Like if you're friends with the person who gets the grant when you didn't get the grant, it's still a win for you. The worst disappointment feelings come from not knowing the people who got the grants. Um, Because when you know them, you're like, yay for you. Like, oh, maybe it'll be me next time. I don't necessarily believe that like a rising tide lifts all ships, but like if the people who are moving upward are doing uh, being a human, right, then (laughs) then it will like help other people. Um, When you get an opportunity, you know, now it's your turn to make the most of that position of privilege to help other people who want the same opportunity that you got. It doesn't mean now it's time for you to pretend, oh, I made it and I'm not going to share like my secrets. Honestly, I got this grant because Renee Muskis, who um, got a grant last year, shared her uh, proposal with me and it gave me a lot of ideas for how to put together a successful proposal. And I was so excited to see her music video, Gay Kids, because it was like, wow, this this grant made that possible. This episode was sponsored by Oregon Humanities and the Oregon Community Foundation. Written and produced by me, Joni Whitworth, and edited by Dominic Armstrong. If you have any questions for us or feedback about the show, I hope you'll feel free to reach out at any time, futureprairie.com, or hit us up on social media at futureprairie.